Hey, it's Rudy. Welcome to Fully You Podcast, episode 23, Managing Anxiety. Fully You is made for you, the one, that one, that is strongly opinionated and open-minded enough to continue to seek, learn, and question by having conversations on different subjects in your life. On this podcast, we are sharing definitions of concept every week, our personal experience, content relating to the subjects. The purpose is to start a conversation within yourself first and then extend it to the people you disagree and agree with, to exchange, learn, and find what is right to everyone together. Today's episode is special, as everything that is happening in the world the confinement due to COVID-19 bring a whole lot of different emotions, which is normal, I believe. And one that came a lot is anxiety. This is why we will go deeper than usual in this episode to better understand what it is and how you can manage anxiety. What is anxiety? First, a definition from the APA, a psychological association. Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. They may also have physical symptoms such as sweating, trembling, dizziness, or rapid heartbeat. From Wikipedia, anxiety is an emotion characterized also by an unpleasant state of inner turmoil, often accompanied by nervous behavior, such, such as packing back and forth, somatic complaints, which is physical manifestation of anxiety uh, and rumination. It is the subjectively unpleasant feelings of dread of anticipated events. Anxiety is a feeling of uneasiness and worry usually generalized and unfocused as an overreaction to a situation that is only subjectively seen as menacing. It is often accompanied by muscular tension, restlessness, fatigue, and problems in concentration. Normally considered to be appropriate when anxiety is experienced regularly, the individual may suffer from an anxiety disorder. About 12% of people are affected by an, an anxiety disorder in a given year, and between 5 and 30% are affected over a lifetime. This is also from Wikipedia. You can check the article. I've put the link. Um, there's something also that pops in the article. They say that the, the psychologist David Barlow defines anxiety as a future-orientated mood state in which one is not ready or prepared to attempt to cope with upcoming negative events and that is a distinction between future and present dangers which divides anxiety and fear. That's an interesting one. And anxiety can be either a short-term state or a longer trait whereas trait anxiety represents worrying about future events, anxiety disorders are a group of mental disorders characterized by feelings of anxiety and fear. 
that specific definitions or those specific definitions was a bit longer than usual because I really wanted to get into understanding what it is. So I've been anxious with everything that is going on at the moment with the COVID-19, the news that I can hear, and some family members that reach out to me with a lot of worries. Um, everything that I see on social media and hear in sub-medias, basically. So it's working even more than usual to... to and work, yeah, I've been working even more than usual to reply to, to some crisis requests. Then I took a deep breath. And with all that, I just took a deep breath and told myself it would be great just to get back to the facts and what is going on. First of all, um, that's something I want to say also. Watch out for all the vipers, snakes, like people telling you what to do, what you must watch, must everything during the confinement. As a matter of fact, don't even listen to me. Like, that's, that's, that's weird to say that, but don't even listen to me. Listen to your inner voice. Listen to you. What are you telling to yourself? As long as it doesn't harm you, please listen to yourself and work on being aligned with you. With that being said, I've consumed a lot of content. From Instagram to news to shows and quotes. I created a part I created a part to share how you can manage anxiety today. First, that would be interesting to do a, a mindset shift during a pandemic. It was a post from Jamal Edwards, who is the founder of SBTV, that was saying simply that instead of saying I'm stuck home, you can say I get to be safe in my home and spend time with myself, my family or whatever is the case for you. Another word is, instead of saying, there's too much uncertainty right now, like, you can say, like, while I can't control the situation around me, I can control my actions. Make the clear separation between what you can control, yourself, and what you can't control, others and external situations. Ruben Chavez, who is the founder of Fingro Prosper, has posted something really interesting about clarifying uh, a problem. Let's say, clarify the problem. When you feel anxious or unsettled, it's often because you haven't clearly identified what's bothering you. Pinpoint the issue. Be precise. If you don't define your problems, they will seem bigger than they actually are. Your brain is great at dealing with immediate threats in the environment, not vague anxieties about the past and future. Make your problems concrete and let your brain do what it does best. Really like that one. Tell me what you think about it. Dr. Serge Effers, a psychiatrist, was saying also that anxiety is in the inside, in self-confinement. Kind of crazy when you are confined yourself, but it's lays there. The anxiety lays in the self-confinement. It can be a great time to explore your own self, to open up to yourself. As you, When was the last time you opened up to yourself and like trying to have an alignment with yourself? Also, from a couple of practices, there's Sister Boy and Gim of the Plum Village Monastics that was sharing a practice of meditation while breathing. When you inspire, 
inspire all the positive vibration and expire the negative ones. Let, let's take a moment while you're listening to the podcast, like hit pause. I will just stop talking for 15 seconds or say, but hit pause and breathe for real. Like you don't have anything to lose. Like take a moment and try it. You'll see like how you feel. Take, do it for one minute. Just put a timer on, get some breathing in with positive vibration and some breathing out from expire, to expire like the ne negative ones. It does help some people. If it doesn't help you, maybe there's a different way for you to uh, release all the negative negativity, let's say. At work, for example, oh, I hope that you make that pose. I'm, I'm mad serious. You have to try it for real. Like try it. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, at least like let us know in the comments. Uh, at work, we were lucky enough to have Ariana Huffington, the founder of the Huffington Post, an advocate for well-being for webinar. Uh, I'm sharing three takeaways with you. The first one is the conscious breathing. Feeling your breath in and out, feeling like the air going to your lungs and so on, your healthy lungs, hopefully. Uh, it's another help breathing exercise, but it helps a lot. The second one is to stay in the present, to be centered and rooted. Later on, I will share something with you that I, I found out that it definitely helps to be rooted. The third one is gratitude. For example, uh, in the end washing challenge, because you will have to wash your hands more and more because of the COVID-19, while washing your hands, you can ask yourself what you are grateful for, for example. An example is that I'm grateful that you're currently listening to the podcast and that someone uh, made a comment, let's say, on the post. But thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that you took the time to listen to our podcast. The ultimate measure, that this is a quote, by the way, obviously, but this is a great quote, just to wrap up a part of it. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort or convenience, but where he stands at time of challenge and controversy. He will lift some bruised and beaten brother to a higher and more noble life. That quote if you recognize, is from MLK Jr., Martin Luther King Jr. And then I found something else, something that was definitely great. It's a Red Table Talk episode uh, that is on Facebook. You have the link in the description. Red Table Talk is a show that is made with Jada, Jada Pinker Smith, Will Smith, and Gammy Pinkett, I think, or Gammy, who is the grandma of uh, Will Smith, basically. It's a mix of guests of point of views and different things, but they did a great one with the Dr. Ramani de Varsala and with Jay Shetty. Um, basically, people are, were living uh, on a day-to-day -day with anxiety uh, now, but now uh, it will be, by the way, a mix of the different quotes of, the, of that specific episode but still there's some great insight there you have to stick to it because like it's definitely great like take the time to go into that specific part because i there's some good parts the first one is that people were all already living with anxiety but now it's a multiplier because of everything that is going on right now everything is stopped worldwide more or less uh, it's it's definitely a multiplier so having a routine helps a lot getting real rest just like resting is not like considered like if you 
scroll on Instagram, this is not resting because your brain is still functioning. Just taking a nap or uh, walking into your room, for example, if you can't walk outside because of the confinement, obviously. But if you take the time to rest and don't do nothing for a few minutes, for 5 to 15 or let's say something like that, it will definitely help you to be less anxious or to deal with anxiety. People are also thinking about other things, you know, their jobs, uh, they're having panic attacks by the night. And, and amygdala is, is always playing. Amygdala, which is a part of your brain in the back of your brain, is a really, really small part that is playing horror, catastrophe, uh, irrational decisions and all that. Like it, it's basically threatening, um, threatening situation that it's trying to deal with. And then you have your prefrontal cortex, cortex, the prefrontal cortex, which is in the front, that helps you how to handle emotions, rational decision, and so on. And stress takes up, takes us up physically. It doesn't help our immune system and affect our behavior, and it will affect our brain. So that's also something that you have to be aware of. And it was the Dr. Ramani de Varsala that was saying that she's a shrink. She was sharing this. Jay Shetty, also who is a former monastic person, uh, was saying that you know something that can help is just asking yourself, how can I be of service this time? On my side, I just believe that by doing this podcast might help someone. If that helps only one person to the whole listeners, that would be great. That's just what I, I want. I want to help out, to reach out, to help someone. That's simple as that, specifically in those specific times. So with the pandemic and all that, there's a thing that is currently where, like it's not it's something that we have in life, but uncertainty is back. That's clear. You don't know what is going to happen, when is the quarantine will be over, for example. So we deal with more challenges for some people in 24 hours than in our whole lifetime. Some people are younger, some people are in their 20s, for example. So you have to be clear on how much you can take in, in much worries and, 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 and helping others, for example. Jada, for example, also said that, you know, now came to a time where some people who are spirituals or religious even, there's no other choice than to let go and let God, as the sentence says. Like, you have to let things pass for real. Um, also, something that came to my mind, because I experienced it also on my side, uh, is that, you know, some people trying to get their friends serious about the, um, the whole situation, about the confinement. That's great, obviously, but if you have the bandwidth to do it, but if you don't, like, look, it's not your job to convince your friends. Like, don't judge yourself. Do the best that you have to do and let that part go and let yourself live with that part. That the fact that people might judge or something, that that's not on your concern. Like, you have to do your job helping you and yours, but you don't have to convince others. If they don't, you know, it, it's not your job to do it, obviously. But that was a great uh, piece of the content I had to there also. I, and something that will come up, obviously, because uh, there will be a lot of, <laughs> at the moment, it will, there will be a lot of, um, as they were saying, baby, there will be a baby boom. That's what they think, definitely. Uh, but also a divorce boom that will happen in the same time. <laughs> because of the confinement, people are really, like, really close to each other. So instead of just saying, 
um, of just saying I need space, it's better to say it, say it with intention and say why and with intention. I need space because I need to read for two hours and calm my nerves. That's simple as that. Formulated this way will help the whole person to understand that you need your space, which is normal. So if your space can't be honored, and this might be a red flag for that person, for that relationship, let's say. Uh, and a lot of grief are going on. And because of the situation, things are being cancelled, moved away, postponed, cancelled, like I said. Uh, and it's okay to grieve about something. It's okay to grieve. When you grieve, grief. It has to happen. Uh, think about the students that has exams to pass, for example. When you grieve, grief for real. And how to grief? Uh, crying. Crying. Like a lot of people think that crying is not okay, for example. But crying it out. In the shower, in the car, they were, as they were saying in the episode, it's okay to do it. It's okay. And then take it to someone you love, you care about. And if someone come, with, come to you with things that they worry about or that they grief, rather than trying to fix it, like just let them crying it out. Just be there to listen. That's simple as that. Hmm, that was a good one too. Like, like just to deal with anxiety rather than doing journaling. If you don't feel confident enough to share it with someone, have you ever tried to record yourself on your phone to voice it out and then hear you out? That's I was blown away by that technique. I was like, yes, that's definitely great. So it's a good alternative to journaling because some people don't like to write down things and write down things. That basically you can do it on your phone. You record yourself and then you can play it back to you, which is great. And there's also like being guilty. Then like someone trying to reach out, but you're trying to protect yourself. Uh, and you have to, to, to leave, for example. It's just like the analogy of being a lifeguard. How strong of a lifeguard are you? If you see someone joining out, you're trying to help, but if you're not strong enough, ask for help of a person who are stronger than you. You know, you have to self-check yourself and ask yourself, am I strong enough and trained enough to help others during this time? Or, you know, just to make sure that you're safe on your side first and then to help others. So what I, I could see like is that that's the whole situation right now is rewriting like all our relationships all our relationship for real. Like people like that you haven't been in contact with for a long time or you close one, you're sending videos, you, you're texting like what is core and who are really the people like supporting you or the people that you want to support. And there's also something that is, there's a distinction that is clear there. There's a distinction between solitude and loneliness. It's not the same thing. Like solitude is being the best companion to yourself, for yourself. Loneliness is different. But now you can choose to be in solitude and being the best companion to yourself, doing the best thing that you like to do, the things that nourish you. You can still have virtual also experience together with other people, but not in the same place, obviously. Um, organize a virtual dinner with a friend, for example. We did it two weeks in a row, for example, on Sundays. We had brunch together and have a good laugh, you know, we shared things and that was great just to connect with people, sing some face and have some laugh. It helps also to, to do that, like to deal with anxiety. Anxiety of being prepared also or unprepared about all things that is going on. Anxiety can also break, break things down, the unpreparedness part. 
to you have to deconstruct things. For example, if you want to do an apple pie, you can't be you don't have the recipe like right away on a get from the get go. Like you have to do it step by step. What do you start with? You start with an apple first, then you slice it, and then you take some some butter, and you know you chunk it down. You start with what you can start with, and then you carry it over. You can't come with everything planned. You know that's uncertainty help to deal with unpreparedness like start first with what you can do as a reminder anxiety is in the past or in the future to bring you back in the moment in the present there's the five four three two one technique that helps you to first seek for five things that you can see then four things that you can touch then three things that you can hear two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. I think it's a great, great thing to get back to the present that is surrounding you, just to get back to the present, the moment present, the present moment. You also can make time, time, T-I-M-E, thankfulness, intention or insight, meditation and exercise to boost your immune, your immune system, your, mu your mood. You're mute. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, all that was it was in the in the episode also. You you also have to unfollow the the sources that cause your anxiety. If you don't feel uh, good after it, it's a sign. Like choose the one that you want to fill yourself with. Your peace is in your power, uh, sight, sense, and sound. Experience that things that brings calms and happiness to you. For example, when I'm doing a nap, uh, I use. Um, Google Home, and uh, I play the sound of, of waves because I love the sounds of waves. It calms me all the time, and it definitely helps. Even for five minutes, it really helps me to get back to uh, good energy. Um, the doctor um, was also saying to turn off the news and find a way to do for others. It helps. I say that earlier, but it definitely helps. And the last, not the least, also I already talked about it again, But breathe in and breathe out. Your breath is connected to everything in your life. Like when you feel crazy or pissed, you are breathing a different way. When you feel calm, you're breathing a different way. Your breath is everything to you and to your life. And now to extend the conversation with you. I wanted to share with you something from the, the center, uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that coping with stress Our anxiety will make you and the people you care about and your community stronger. Take breaks, breaks from, from watching, reading or listening to news stories, including social media. Hearing about the pandemic repeatedly can be upsetting. Um, take care of your body, take deep breath, stretch, uh, meditate, make time to unwind, unwind. Try to do some more activity you enjoy. Connect with others, talk with people you trust about your concern and how you are feeling. To support kids, really important. I was thinking about my nieces, my cousin who has two daughters, for example. Take time to talk with your child about uh, your child or teen or about the COVID-19 outbreak. Answer the question and share facts. And there's a link in the description about uh, from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention about COVID-19 in a way that you, your child or teen can understand. And reassure your child, your teen, or teen that they are safe. Let them know that it's okay if they feel upset. 
share with them how you deal with your own stress so that they can learn how to cope from you and limit your family's exposure to news coverage of the event. Like don't let the TV on with BFM TV or CNN News or Fox, I don't know, whatever you're looking at, but don't let it open for like the whole day. In social media is also inside of it. Like unfollow some some news media and all that because it will get you even more anxious. Children may misinterpret what they hear and, and can be frightening about something they do not understand. And all those lines are more or less are from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. So be a role model. And this is also something, be a role model. Like rather than tell people what to do, do it yourself. And specifically children, they will mirror back what you do. A few things to remember. Get back to the present with the 5-4-3-2-1 technique. Anxiety is in the future or in the past. Take a moment to breathe deeply. It can affect you in ways you can't even imagine. Connect with people when you feel strong enough to. Transform experience with digital. Call them with video on. Break down your anxiety. Don't let your amygdala drive your actions. Get back to your senses and be grateful of the small things that life is offering you. Thank you so much. You made it. It was a long episode. It was different than uh, the usual format, but we are in special times, right? So thank you for listening. Subscribe and share with a friend you care enough to have a conversation with. <laughs> Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as it helps our community to extend the conversation to even more people. Uh, send constructive suggestions, feedback in our DMs on Instagram at fullyou.podcast or send us an email at fullyou.podcast.gmail.com. Until the next episode, full you, fully yours, Rudy.